NFL show. It's weekly. It's what we do here. Views from Section 400. You guys know the deal. I'm Matt. I got Jack. And I got Brian. We're here to talk the NFL slate this weekend. Jam-packed slate. So, uh, you know, I'm not even going to jump over to those guys. You'll hear enough of them in the pod. Let's get right into the first game. Colts taking on the Titans. Don't love it, Jack. I know this is a divisional uh, divisional battle for your team's division. I'll jump over to you first, man. You know, where, what are you reading here uh, as the Colts are looking for a playoff spot? The Colts are looking for a playoff spot. Gardner Minshew is, you know, easily the best backup quarterback in the league. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, shout out Josh Dobbs, but no. Gardner Minshew is that guy. No, get the, get the Danny DeVito stuff out of here. Oh man! Uh, but forget uh, about it. Forget <laughs> about it. Don't need to hear that anymore. Uh, but yeah, no. The the Colts are looking good. They're looking to make a push here, but I really don't think they get it done. You know, this game's in Tennessee. I think the Titans show up in this divisional game, and uh, I like them at home this week. Uh, the home team in the divisional matchup there. But before I drop a pick, Brian, I want to know how you're reading this game, and I want to know. Uh, what kind of juice you're handing out uh, for the for the uh, audience here? Yeah, so I also like the Titans. I agree with you, Jack. Just at home in a divisional game, I think they even up the season series here. Or actually, excuse me, they go 2-0 in the season series here. You know, Will Levis, since we called him out, has not been that great. We called him out um, months ago when he had that big game four touchdowns and then ever since then he's kind of just forgot how to play football it seems but this is the week without Roger McCreary where the Titans are going to need to score the Colts are going to put up some points and I think Will Levis gets it done here DeAndre Hopkins last time these two teams played eight catches for 140 yards that was with Ryan Tannehill he's going to go crazy in this game I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins over receiving yards and Titans money line yeah, so I know, uh, you know, it's tough taking those teams. But look, the the Titans already won the first one, right? And I hate taking teams to win twice. So I'm going to lean Colts money line here. I know I just said it's tough to take, but I'm going to do it because I think the Colts are a better team. The, the, the Titans are coming off. I guess you can call it an emotional win last week. I know uh, both the teams suck, but they got it. They got a win late. Winning by, you know, winning by a touchdown. So we'll call it an emotional win. And, uh, yeah, I just like, you know, I like the Colts in this spot. Uh, you know, already lost to the Titans. Um, and, and I think I'm just going to stick Colts money line. And, dude, you're going to get Mike Pittman at, like, five and a half, six and a half receptions. Just take the over and meet me at the cash counter. I mean, come on. The guy's always – it's, like, always five and a half, six and a half. I don't care what it is. The guy's going to catch ten passes, like – guaranteed guaranteed he he gets you know he might he might have four or five in the first quarter just watch you don't want to believe me watch all right yeah moving on chargers at the patriots pretty dog shit battle as both teams are not only under 500 but well under 500 uh, i know before the pod jack you were talking about both teams being horrible chargers who have a great roster i guess on paper uh you know bottom three in the afc man so Want to jump over to you and see what you got uh, as you look at this AFC matchup. Yeah, if you told me in the beginning of the season that the Chargers were going to be four and seven entering week 12 uh, or week 13, whatever it is, uh, 
you know, at four and seven, minus five and a half on the road in, in New England, you know, you would feel pretty you would feel pretty good about a preseason. Now, you know, it's it's tough to trust them. I, I want to take the, them on the spread, uh, but I can't trust them to win by five and a half points. I'm going to buy it down to two and a half and uh, honestly just hope for the best. Hope hope that Justin Herbert can will it over uh, Staley because I think that defense is really giving up on Staley at this point. And uh, we're just looking forward to the future for, for Herbert and that Chargers team. Yeah. It's like how, you know, I'm kind of just waiting for them to move on from Brandon Staley. I mean, they need a new face over there. The team clearly does not play behind him. I think, you know, in terms of this game, I hate the Chargers on the road. I'm honestly anticipating a little bit of, bad weather up in new england potentially this weekend so that i think that hurts the chargers even more obviously you don't trust the patriots so i think i'm going to take the under 41 and a half here i know it's kind of on the lower side but like i said don't trust uh the chargers in this one and obviously don't trust the patriots you know maybe the chargers win but like this could literally be like a 21 to 10 final score um 24 to 10 final score I mean, I'd be, you know, it's going to be tough for the Patriots to even score the 10 points. So that's the play I'm going to take there. I think it's relatively safe or on the safe side based on, I, you know, Chargers on the road, not a fan. Patriots offense sucks. Um, you know, I think the defense will step up a little bit for the Patriots just because it's at home. Um, and like I said, going to be tough for, uh, you know, the Patriots to score. So. Uh, I'll take the under 41 and a half. I think, you know, uh, you can be safe taking that. I think there might be maybe a total of 30 to 35 points in this game. So that under should clear. That's a play I'll go with. And uh, Brian, I'll let you close it up here. Yeah, I really thought you were going to go back to the Patriots well there after all the Chargers nonsense. And I was going to warn you against it, but I'm glad. I'm glad you stayed away there. But yeah, now gross game. You know, this is flex season for the NFL. And a decade ago, the Patriots were always the team with Tom Brady that would get flexed into the Sunday Sunday night or the 4 o'clock America's Game of the Week, whatever you want to call it. For the first time ever, a team got flexed out of a Monday night football game. The New England Patriots were supposed to play on Monday night next week, and they are not anymore. That's how abysmal this franchise is right now. You know, you guys said it perfectly. I don't trust either of these teams. If anything, I lean the Patriots just because the Chargers are – you know, dumpster fire and they're traveling to the East Coast. But I'm going to go with Keenan Allen over on receptions. He needs 11 to set the single season franchise record. And I think, you know, with the Chargers, not a lot to play with here or play for, I should say. Keenan Allen, if it's rainy, maybe just dump off five yard catches, a whole drive of that. So I'm confident in him going for that record and clearing his receptions. Um, let's move on to the next game. Lions travel to the Saints. I, you know, I don't know which way to lean in this game because I think, you know, the Lions sure could win, but I think the Saints could potentially win as well. So uh, I really want to get a good read on you guys uh, for how you guys are reading the game. So, Brian, I'll leave it up to you, man. What are you seeing here in a dome showdown? Are we seeing a lot of points? What do you got? Yeah, normally, you know, I love the aesthetics in the dome and I love the points in the dome. But this is a third straight game this week where, like you said, it's hard to get a read on. I will say I like the Lions against a solid defense to try to get back to what they're good at, and that is running the ball. 
So I'm going to take David Montgomery, uh, 64 and a half, take that over. You know, Jerry Goff has been struggling. That offense has been struggling. The Saints defense is good. And to beat the Saints defense, you're going to have to do what you're best at. So that's my only read here. Leave it up to you, Jack. How are you, how are you reading this one? Yeah, no, I uh, I think this is a weird game. The Lions favored by three and a half points on the road after looking so bad lately. I mean, Jared Goff and that defense have just been abysmal, uh, and it's really hurting the rest of the team. Uh, you know, their, their weapons on offense, that offensive line, they've been rolling the running backs. Uh, so I like the Montgomery play by Brian, uh, but – I think I'm going to go with the Saints on the money line here. Uh, you know, at home, let's uh, you know th- they're playing for first place in their division still. The Lions they they have a little bit of room to work with, not a ton, but I just don't like the way that the Lions have been playing lately. And to go on the road, tough Saints defense, you know, they're not going to make it any easier for Goff than than it has been against like you know the Packers last week. He looked terrible with a couple strip sacks, uh, not protecting the football. So yeah, give me the Saints at home. Uh, on the money line. I like that. Yeah, dude, honestly, uh, you know, I'm right there with you, Jack. Uh, I'm not going to go money line, but plus three and a half on the Saints. Their defense is legit. Um, Obviously, they have things to figure out on uh, the offensive side of the ball. But I just, like you said, man, the Lions defense has been completely falling apart. And Jared Goff is, you know, looking like a backup quarterback uh, as of late. So I'm just not confident at all in the Lions. And it's one of those weird games where it's like, how do you get a read? And it's on the road, you know, home team plus three and a half. I'll take the home team with a good defense, you know, with the, with the crowd behind them against a quarterback that's struggling and a defense that's struggling. So I think it kind of favors the Saints in this one. And I just – that that line is way too weird. It seems like the lines seem like they should be favored by like four and a half or five and a half. So that three and a half line really, really, really rubs me the wrong way. I do want to jump on to the next game. Don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Falcons, Jets, uh, disgusting game. Desmond Ritter, not a good quarterback. You know, look for them to be a team to. I, I don't. I mean, obviously it's tough to tank in the NFL, but look for them to just somehow tank or. Maybe parlay some picks and trade up to get Caleb Williams. I would not be surprised if they go all in to to try and grab the number one pick next year and grab Caleb Williams. No, it's a hot take. No, it's a weird one. But we've seen teams in the past parlay a shit ton of draft picks and and capital to go to go trade up for one pick. So I I like to see them. I, you know, I, I think they're a sleeper to maybe do that and surprise some people, but. You know, back to the game. I kind of like the Jets in this one. So I don't I think the Lions leaning Falcons. I'll take the Jets plus two at home. The defense is healthy. They're playing decent. Um and, and I, you know, I, I guess we'll see if the offense can put up some points. But again, I, 33 and a half is just too low for me to take an under. Um, you know, so I'll stay away from that. But give me the Jets plus two. And uh, you know, Jack, what do you got on this one, dude? I like the Jets on the money line, and I like the under. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under 33-and-a-half, and I'm taking the Jets at home. Desmond Ritter has absolutely no business going to, going to MetLife and – Jet winning, Life. Going That's to right. Jet Life and winning a football game. No business. No business at all. No business at all. So, do, you not, uh, 
Do you not remember your rant from last week about the guy in the Jets? Oh, Tim Boyle. I mean, he's ass. It, it's at, it, it's okay. He's ass. It, Desmond Ritter is also ass, and he has a much bigger sample size. Um, no, that's true. At the end of the day, I I can't trust Ritter. I can't trust Arthur Arthur Smith. Uh, I just I don't have a lot of faith in this Falcons team. I don't know if I necessarily agree that they're going to figure out a way to tank the season. I mean, they're five and six, same same record as the Saints. Both teams fighting for first place in the division. I mean, you you're right. You you, you could either win a division or tank, but. Um, yeah, I, I I think that they're Arthur Smith's probably fighting for his job. He's not gonna you know hit the hit the tank button, and uh, they're gonna try and go win some football games, including this one. But at the end of the day, I think the Jets' defense absolutely stonewalls this Falcons' offense, and uh, they get the job done. But you know the Jets are gonna finish with a better record than the Giants this year is what it's close to looking like, especially if the Jets win this game. I want to see how you're reading this one. And, you know, Jack and I are on the Jets. Are you just auto automatically on the Falcons? Because I just put some scared thoughts in your head about the Jets finishing with a better record than the Giants. I mean, let, let's pump the brakes there. The Jets are a game ahead of the Giants. And the Giants have the best, the better quarterback right now, which is crazy to say. But I think that's a fact. Um, I want to touch back on your uh, Falcons tanking for Caleb Williams point. Yeah, I did. I did want to get your guys thoughts on that. So <clears throat> even if they do that, Arthur Smith is the type of dude to get Caleb Williams and then put Cordero Patterson back there in Wildcat and get him 15 snaps a game. It's just, so I don't see the Falcons front office doing that. And if they do, Arthur Smith will definitely lose his job next year. In terms of a pick for this game, I'm going to get weird and take Young Way Ku to miss a field goal. I guess that would be the under 1.5 field goals. Under. Last week, after Justin Tucker missed that 40-yard field goal on Sunday Night Football in a dome, which is just crazy, Young Way Ku actually took the lead for the highest percentage of all-time kickers. And hmm. that just doesn't sit right with me. Justin Tucker's the best kicker of all time. So Young Way is going to miss one to make things right in the universe, and Justin Tucker is going to reclaim his throw. But I do want to jump into another disgusting game, but a disgusting game that has a team fighting for a divisional battle. Probably won't win it, but they're fighting for it. And a team that has an absolute moron as a head coach. Arizona Cardinals uh, with Jonathan Gannon, who Brian, I think, called Rich Gannon a few times on the pod. I don't know if anybody ever caught that one. And, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers behind Mike Tomlin, and he has them seven and four trying to trying to catch the Ravens to win that division, which is crazy because they're they're like not a good football team, but they are. I, I don't get it, man. The Steelers do it every year to where they just like can throw seem to throw anybody out there. But Tomlin just gets the guys to play. It, just play good. I, I can't get a read on it. Um you know, give give me the Steelers here, dude. What minus six? Steelers play electric at home, and the Cardinals suck. So <laughs> easy one for me. I don't think that's too many points. I think the Steelers can easily win this by a touchdown, ten points. Heck, maybe even two touchdowns. I mean, I'm not not confident in the Cardinals, but we'll see what happens. I'll roll with minus six for the Steelers. Uh, you know, Brian, 
want to hear what you got here for another uh, pretty pretty disgusting matchup, even though uh, the Steelers are 7-4? and four? Yeah, I, I know the total's low at 39.5, but this seems like a game where the Steelers are going to get the ball and hold the ball for about eight minutes each quarter. The Cardinals are giving up 47% of third down conversions to opponents. That is far and away the worst in the league. And I didn't look it up, but that number might be the worst in the past decade. That half of opponents' third down conversions are going to convert. So it just seems like a game the Steelers are going to hand the ball to Warren and Najee Harris and just be content with their defense, stopping the Cardinals, and then running the clock down. So my play is the under and the Cardinals team total under. Interesting. Jack, let's hear it. Yeah, 15 and a half. I would take that under as well. Yeah, listen, I mean, ever since, uh, you know, it, well, sample size is small. It's been one game. But since they fired Matt Canada, the Steelers offense has been you know, incredible. They looked awesome. They put up 400 yards for the first time in, what was it, you know, two years or something like that. Um <laughs> But, it, you know, Kenny Pickett, uh, I think he's going to have the opportunity to, you know, really show what he's got. You know, this is a game against the Cardinals where if he makes a mistake or two, it's not going to be the end of the world. Uh, so I, I like to see I like to see the Steelers offense sort of figure out what they have now uh, without Matt Canada and really try to experiment a little bit. But at the end of the day, I don't see I don't see a reason why they don't win this football game. Um I don't love the six points, but I'll take it. Uh, Steelers minus six. Um, I just like them at home. Their defense always ready to play. And and now I'm starting to have a little bit of faith in the offense, or at least I'm getting excited about the offense. So, yeah, give me the Steelers minus six. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. The, the minus six at home, the Steelers play well at home. And, uh, you know, uh, the Cardinals are, are a dumpster fire at the moment, regardless of who they have at quarterback. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray can get crushed in this game. So look out for that. Um, but let's jump over to the Dolphins taking on the Commanders. You know, the Dolphins are a good team, but the Commanders aren't. Uh, I think this is a game where we see Ron Rivera get fired after. I know everybody's saying um, – you know, uh, give them the year, you know, respectable guy, the senator. If they if they get blown out like 42 to seven, like I think there's a real shot, um, you know, Ron Rivera, uh, you know, gets fired there. And, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world for the commanders to kind of see what Eric the enemy's got uh, for the last couple couple weeks here. But for a pick on this game, I'll keep it consistent with what I've been rolling with. How can I move away from Tyree kills over on receptions? It's honestly might've hit every game this year. I, I don't know the stat on it, but it's, you know, it's hit a lot and I'll stick to it because I think last week it was seven and a half and he had six catches in the first quarter. So they're going to lean on him early and often as they always do. The commander's defense isn't good. Give me Tyree kill over receptions and uh, you know, should be a breeze, but you know, Brian. Yeah. So I, on my way, on my commute to work in the preseason would listen to the sports radio down here. And these guys were so excited for this season saying the commanders were going to be a playoff team and they could challenge to win the division. And it's kind of funny now to see them <laughs> completely call for Ron Rivera's job and just be in shambles. And I, I kind of agree with you, uh, Rivera could get fired here. It always seemed 
like a lateral move for Bienemy to move from Kansas City to Washington. I know he can call plays now. Andy Reid had the play calling in Kansas City. But it seemed like he kind of knew Rivera was on the way out and he would get that job eventually. Right. And I really don't see any reason for the commanders to hold on to Rivera, especially now that they're out of the playoff race. The best thing about this team right now is Magic Johnson's bland game recaps on Twitter three hours after the game. Um, so I agree with your take about Rivera. I agree with you. The commanders are in shambles. Nine and a half is a big number. And don't overthink it, man. Don't overthink it. They should be able to cover. They should, you would think. But I don't think they will. So I'm going mm. to take the commanders plus nine. Yep. <laughs> plus nine. You're not going to buy a point and go plus ten and a half? I guess that's a smart thing, yeah. Probably Good looking out. Plus ten and a half. Jack, over to you, dude. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the commanders are not a good football team. When you decide to trade away some of your better players, uh, you know, that's indication you're giving up on the season. At this point, they're just letting Howell sling it. Why wouldn't you? I mean, let the dude cook. Uh, I've got the Dolphins in this one. They're going to cover the nine and a half. We've seen this all season. Uh, they beat up on bad teams. I mean, it's just like the Cowboys. They beat up on bad teams, and they lose to the good ones. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's the same thing with the Bills. You know, there's a lot of teams like that right now. What, what Colin likes to call frauds. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you're not beating the good teams, get get out of the kitchen. And uh, the Commanders are not a good team. Give me the Dolphins nine and a half. Uh, I'll take that. And I also like A-Chain or A-Chan, however you say his last name, Devon A-Chan, uh, coming back this week. I think he hits his over on rushing, only set at 45 and a half. Give me the over on that as well. I thought it was a Kane, but honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I have it's, no idea. It's A-Chan. It is A-Chan? Yeah. Well, there you go. I uh, – <laughs> I don't follow the Dolphins' uh, backup running backs. <sighs> really don't want to get into this game at all. I'll keep it brief. Panthers taking on Tampa. Uh, the Panthers just fired Frank Reich as, you know, they had the one number one overall pick. They take Bryce Young, um, and they're 1-10. and ten. And the Houston Texans take C.J. Stroud, and they're not, you know, not only fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for the division. So uh, it's uh, it's 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 tough scenes in Carolina. I don't see it turning around anytime soon. I think Bryce Young is already a fraud. I know it's early, but you know he doesn't have the size, the arm strength, the ability to read defenses quickly. From what we've seen, um, you know you can't say. I mean, they got Jonathan Mingo and Adam Thielen down there. I mean, those are you know, somewhat targets. I mean, Adam Thielen's not a bad player, uh, but they just, they, you know, lack of talent down there. And Bryce Young just, he, he just isn't the guy for me. And that might be harsh as he hasn't even gone through a year in the NFL, but I do not see him having a successful career. I said that before the year. So no, I'm not saying that after I'm, I'm you know, witnessing them being one in 10. Uh, you know, have never been a fan of Bryce Young. Always a huge CJ Stroud guy. I thought even back on draft night, that was a mistake. But they like their guy. They picked their guy. And now they got a one in 10 record to go along with it. So uh, a pick for this game. 
I don't really have one, but the Panthers plus five on the road seems way too dicey. I know they had the head coach firing, but give me Tampa minus five at home. Uh, they got the better roster. Uh, Baker Mayfield should be competent enough to read this defense. And you still got Mike Evans catching passes on the, on the offense. So he'll be a guy who can keep you in the game. Just throw the ball up to him. He's going to catch balls. Um, and, and the Tampa defense is competent. Don't be surprised if the Panthers literally put up like seven or 10 points in this game. Um, and so that means what the Buccaneers have to score two touchdowns on a bad Panthers uh, defense. The, the, um, the Bucks minus five here and, and kind of just move on, uh, especially with them at home. But Jack jump over to you again, dude. What, what, how are you reading this one? Yeah, no, I'm, I like that. Uh, I, I don't have any faith in the Panthers right now. I know they just fired Frank Reich you know, new head coach is going to be stepping in there, hopefully turn this organization around, hopefully develop Bryce Young a little bit more. I'm not totally sold on him yet. You know, I, I still have a little bit of hope that he can get something going. I know he's an Alabama product, so it's not like I'm rooting for him or anything. But just as far as the talent goes and what I've seen out of him, I, st I still think that he has a shot to be a pretty good quarterback in this league. It's definitely not happening this year highly doubt it's not it's happening next year but you know he could be a guy three three to four years down the line uh is, is steps into his own really has that confidence and and you know falls out a little bit so uh that's not happening this week i'm taking tampa minus five and i'm also taking the under on this game it's 36 and a half so i will be sweating it but i'm going to take the under couple things about this game first i hate to go back to caleb williams but that dj moore trade the bears made last year it's looking incredible. Say all you want about Ryan Poles and that organization, but probably going to have the number one pick, and they have DJ Moore now. Uh, second, Chris Tabor is the Panthers' interim head coach. He sounds more like an Econ 1000 professor than an NFL head coach, so like, I don't like him that? at all. I know who the Frank, hell is that? <laughs> I know Frank Reich was a, a, a well-known coach, a good hire at the time, but like they brought in Steve Wilkes last year. And he took this Panthers team to a 6-6 six and six record as an interim head coach. I, this roster, without Bryce Young, he won six games. So I think they maybe should have kept him. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. In terms of a pick here, I know you guys said you like the under. I'm going to take the over. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bucks defense without Jamel Dean, without uh, Levante David, and without Devin White. I think the Panthers will score enough. And I know Baker's a little banged up, but... Like you said, that Panther defense is not very good. I I like I think thirty six and a half is too low. I think this game ends twenty one twenty. So it fine. definitely helps. Uh, it definitely helps that they're uh, you know it'll it'll be nice weather in Florida. That usually helps for helps for points. Just smooth sailing for weather wise. But uh, I I want to say for Frank Reich, man. Totally would take him back as the O coordinator for the birds. Uh, I've seen enough of Brian Johnson. I don't care. The Eagles put up 37 points last week. I am not sold on Brian Johnson. Broncos taking on Houston. Always love covering the Houston Texans because of my dog, CJ Stroud. Um, yeah, this is going to be a wild game, I feel like. The Broncos are red hot, and Houston's eager to get back on track after a tough, uh, you know, home loss to the Jags last week. So this should be a fun one. And, again, dude, in the Dome in Houston, we got to see a lot of points, right? 
like 47 and a half seems a little low for me. Um, I'm confident taking the over. I think, uh, you know, I have no problem taking that. Give me, uh, you know, I always take some Stroud, uh, you know, CJ Stroud overpassing yards. He should have 275 plus in this game. I think his line's at 265. I'll take the over there. Um, and, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Give me the over total points in the game. I think we see a lot down there in Houston. Um, and like I said, I'll take Stroud over passing yards because he just airs it out and, uh, he, he just throws for a lot of yards, man. It's crazy. But Jack, I want to see what you got here, man. Yeah, this is actually, you know, one of my, one of the games I like the most on this, uh, slate, but it's also for me, one of the hardest to read. Uh, Houston has been a very good team this season with Stroud. Uh, you know, the six and five record really doesn't show how good that they have been. Uh, they just lost by field goal to the Jags last week. Their kicker missed two field goals. So, you know, that could have been a little bit closer as well. Uh, but the Broncos have won five straight and have been football's hottest team. So uh, is that going to come down crashing this week, you know, on the road in Houston? I think it does. Uh, so what I'm going to play here is Houston on the money line uh, and not really touch the score because I know that Broncos defense is good, uh, but CJ Stroud can ball could go either way there. Um, I'm just going to take Houston at home and, and, and call it a day. I, I like, I like Houston a lot. So the loser of this game has a less than 25% chance to make the playoffs. I believe for the Broncos, it's like 18 and Houston would be around 22. But the winner has an over 50% chance to make it in an AFC that's, you know, the Colts would make the playoffs right now if the season ended today. Wide so, open conference. Because of that, I'm just going to take Houston. I'm going to buy a half point minus two and a half uh, just because I'd much rather see CJ Stroud in the playoffs than the Broncos. Yeah, interesting. Nobody, uh, you know, I know you guys touched on the Broncos having a confident defense, but that's a pretty high over under. I think Vegas thinks we're going to see a lot of points down in Houston this weekend. Um, so that's the play on the over. I surprised you, especially Brian, uh, didn't lean the over there. You're usually a huge over guy in a spot like this, but no more of that game. Now we can roll into the Browns and the Rams. Browns traveling across country. But I do want to say the Rams have looked competent. I mean, they're on a two-game win streak. They beat the Seahawks, and we saw what the Seahawks did last night. And, you know, I mean, I guess they beat the Cardinals, but they beat the Cardinals handedly. So I don't think you can count the Rams out here. But at the same time, you know, Joe Flacco coming in at quarterback for the Browns. think maybe, you know, we'll see what he has left in the tank. But the Browns' defense is legit think they could give the Rams offense some problems. So if ja if Joe Flacco can just be 30% of his old self, I think they're able to move the ball a little bit here. They should get the run game going. They should, I mean, he should be able to throw the ball to Cooper on five-yard out routes. The Rams defense isn't really that good. Um, and, you know, we should be able to see the Browns cover three and a half here. They are still a good football team, you know, regardless of Joe Flacco being a quarterback who – is a Super Bowl champion and MVP, if I'm not mistaken. He won MVP in that Super Bowl, no? He did. He did because he got the big he got the big GMC pickup truck afterwards, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl champion. Uh Browns plus three and a half, the revival of Joe Flacco. Jack, how are you reading it, bro? 
Yeah. You know, that was an electric run for Joe Flacco. I remember those Joe Flacco is elite memes. I've, oh, yeah. Dude, that was amazing. That was an amazing time for NFL football. Um, but, you know, going into this game, this Brown, I've been big on this Browns defense all year. Some people think they're frauds. I love them. I think they're really good football, uh, really good defense. But the one thing that you can do on them is run the ball. Uh, and Kyron Williams has been an explosive runner for this Rams offense. So if he can get going, I think that, you know, the Rams take this one at home, uh, especially against Joe Flacco, you know, making a, a, a very, very long return. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I still sort of like the Browns plus three and a half. At the end of the day, though, my pick, Kyron Williams over on the rushing. Yeah, that's not a bad play there at all. I think uh, yeah, it's got a real shot. But it's funny, you know, it was Joe Flacco is elite. Then it rolled into Matt Ryan is elite. So who is the new quarterback is elite uh, of today's football? I'm going Ryan, with Sam Howell. Sam Howell? Yeah, I'm going That's with Sam Howell. That's a Sam fair Sam Howell is elite is the new meme? Or what's I mean, you know I think that's pretty pretty on brand if you're talking about it's very it. on brand. I like Jordan that. Love is elite. Jared know. Goff. Jared Goff is elite. I could Jared see that. that's a good one. That's a good one too. Yeah. So I feel like Jared um, Goff is elite already had its time though, but when he lost true. that Super Bowl. Right. It did. He already but had it. it's 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 a little bit back. I could see I could see that being a thing, but um but yeah, no, always good to joke about that to see who the next this quarterback is elite conversation is. The Matt Ryan stuff was crazy. I mean, people were like, that was like unbelievable, uh, you know. So just fun, fun stuff there. But yeah, so the last time we saw Flacco, I, I don't know if he really had anything left in the tank with the Jets. Um, and now it's you know a year and a he half didn't. two years later. So. He didn't. Uh, he may have to drive the car backwards to get some miles back into that thing. But yeah. You know, I, I like I like the Rams here. I like Jack's Kyron Williams uh pick. He made it unlike Trey Mason, he made it out of his grandmother's basement and he's back playing. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Rams, minus three and a half at home. All right. Hot take. But yeah, I mean Rams are playing well, so uh I just, dude, I, you know, got to take my guy Joey Joey Flax on the sticks, bro. Joey Coming Flax. in hot. Joey Flax on the sticks, plus three and a half. Uh, you know, getting Joe Flacco as an underdog. I mean, dude, Joe Flacco is elite. What are we talking about here? Um, what are we talking about here? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Um, but, yeah, I want to move on to the big one. 40 winers taking on the Eagles at the link in South Philly, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of shit on this one, dude. The wrong team is favored. The Eagles probably should be favored in this one. I, you know, I, there's just too much to go off on. The Niners have been crying all year long since the NFC Championship game, going on podcasts and interviews, and not just like one guy, not like, dude, the coach, the wide receiver, the running back. Everybody is, you know, making excuses and this, that, and the third. And like I said in the midweek pod, you got to put it beyond a reasonable doubt and, and just, you know, don't justify the uh, NFC Championship game for the Niner or, or the Weiner fans. 
don't don't justify that for them, right? Because if they win this game, they're gonna feel like, oh my gosh, like we should have won last year. Blah 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 blah. Go out there, get the job done, smoke them. I'm taking Eagles money line, and I'm taking. When are you gonna get the Eagles plus points at home? I get it, the 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 forty winers are good, but when are you going to get them plus points at home at the link late in the season, like? Dude, like, do the do they think out in San Francisco? Sorry, Santa Clara, because they're frauds and don't even play in San Francisco. Do they think out there? Like, you've been brewing a storm over Philadelphia for the last year, ten months, whatever you want to call it, and now you got to travel across the country to play in a prime time spot. That stadium is going to be going ballistic ballistic i don't care what anybody says that's probably going to be the most insane atmosphere out of any game this entire year any game this entire year probably crazier than the arrowhead game when the eagles traveled there for monday night a couple weeks ago i think this will be the craziest craziest atmosphere for any game that we've seen all nfl season eagles plus the points eagles money line whatever you want to say you put it beyond a reasonable doubt you go out there, you smoke Brock Purdy, you lay Debo out, take the 15 yards, lay his ass out, and, and get a job done. And then we move on to Dallas, and if we lose that game, who fucking cares? Get the job done this weekend. Brian, what do you got? So, I don't like Eagles fans. I don't like you when you talk about the Eagles. I don't like any of our friends when they talk about the Eagles. But... I always a butt. Uh, th- this actually might be a lie. I was going to say I hate 49ers fans more. I don't think that's true, but I hate them almost as much. Uh, well, you're not exposed to them as much. Well, the last time I was exposed to them, uh, my dad and I went to San Francisco uh, to get that. Ugh, went to San Francisco, went to the NFC championship game. We walked in the stadium there was a band outside singing a song saying, we're going to the Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. Bunch of nonsense. Game hadn't even started yet. Vernon Davis goes off, scores an 80-yard touchdown. I get fans throwing hot dog wrappers at me. All game, long story short, uh, their punt returner must have punt in overtime. Giants take a game-winning field goal. I turn around, flip the whole stadium off, and my dad grabs me, and we run to the car after the game. So I hate 49ers fans. I hate Eagles fans. I'm going to take the Eagles here because they're plus money. No anti-birds parlay this week. The Eagles are winning at home. This is going to be the biggest atmosphere, the best atmosphere of the season until these teams meet again in Philly for the NFC Championship. And, yeah, that's what I got. I'm I'm with both of you guys here, um, and it's not because I like the Eagles. Uh, it's simply Huge because, Eagles guy over there. No, it's simply because 10-1 at home – and you're not gonna give them the favorites. Like it's not like they have Jalen Hurts out of the game. It's not like uh, you know, uh AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, DeAndre Swift, all these guys are healthy. I mean, they're missing Dallas Goddard, most likely. I'm I'm pretty sure he's out for this one. I know Fletcher Cox is has been dealing with some stuff. I don't know if he's playing or not, but still, I mean, it's the Eagles, they're 10 and 1. Sirianni, he's just a winner. I don't want to hear it, Colin. I said it not you. <laughs> But uh, the you know you're giving them plus point. If you want to be a little, if you want to be a little baby about it, take them on the plus points. But you're getting a double digit, you know, ten win team here in 
at, at home with plus points, it just, you know, it doesn't make sense. Don't like the line. Uh, I'm taking that simply because of the value. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to be damn well motivated to walk into their trap and take over your trap. They did it to my Jaguars a few weeks ago. Uh, so I know it's possible for them to do it. But at the same time, as a betting man, give me the give me the team that beat them last year in the NFC Championship uh, at home plus points. I mean, come on. What are we talking about yeah, here? I mean, uh, you know, Jack, this is not a jab at the Jags at all, man. But you <laughs> sit like walk in your trap, take over your trap. What I mean, dude, what's about I mean. Was that even an atmosphere when when the Jags played the Niners in Jacksonville? I mean, dude, this is going to be an atmosphere on Sunday. This is a definition of, a, okay, you want to come in and try and take over your trap when you have a hooligan, crazy, insane fans going ballistic, especially because the Niners have been stirring the pot for the last year? Or down in Jacksonville where, you know, I know you're a fan and all, but like, are there like crazy hardcore dedicated fans like it is in Philadelphia? Maybe there are. There, I don't know. There, there are, but we're not. We're not as you know. Uh, let, let me use some PG words here. Uh, we're not as reckless. We're not as you know big of assholes as you guys. So I don't know if uh, no one likes us. We don't care. Yeah, I don't know if we really provide that atmosphere like Philly does, where you know you're spitting on little kids and stuff, but. You know, we just got a little bit, you know, it's, it's more sunny where we are, better vibes. You know, people are just exactly. happy. You know, people are happy all the time. It's not like Philly and the rest of the Northeast where everybody's just pissed off from the time they wake up till the time they go to bed. You know, it's different. It is. It is. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I love the way we are. I, I admire the way we are. And I strive to hold that Philadelphia fandom in myself and I cannot wait for this game to kick off. I will, you know, I don't, uh, I say I'm not going to be getting hammered. I don't know how I can't have a couple of drinks for this game and just be go like, dude, I am so fired up for this game and so pumped up for this game. I like, I just, I, I like, if I could fast forward the weekend, I would, because that's how fired up I am for this game. And I, I just can't wait to see the link rocking like that. It's going to be unbelievable. You know, last year, the, uh, the, I think the NFC championship game was at like one o'clock or it was at some weird time where it was like very light out. This is going to be, you know, four twenty five start. I think they're doing it yep. and it'll get dark a lot quicker. I think under the lights, it's it, dude. It is going to be the atmosphere of the year. I cannot wait. Well, I got I got one more thing to touch on. Speaking of the Eagles, you guys, I'm sure I'm sure saw that Zach Ertz got released by the Cardinals. Do we think there's a chance that there's a uh, a, a remarriage in Philadelphia for Big Zach Ertz? You know, career guy over there, and uh, Dallas Goddard isn't particularly healthy right now. So, you think he's going to Philadelphia or no? I mean, it seems like it should line up, right? I mean, Goddard got hurt. He request, uh, requested the release. All the Eagles fans were in his comments. You know, Howie, pay him. Howie, we'll chip in. What's the Venmo, Howie? Bring him <laughs> back. The whole nine yards, you know. I, I think, I think, why not? I mean, you could probably get him on a cheap deal. I don't know what you got to pay him. Um, you know, why not, I guess? He's not going to provide much in the run game blocking, like, at all. But why not? I mean, 
I think that's all I need to cover on the Eagles. Just get the job done, man. Get the job done. What do we got left? Chiefs, yeah. Packers. I've been seeing a lot of people on the Packers plus seven. Um, I don't know if I can do that. It is in Lambeau, but I just have to stay away completely. I literally have no idea how to read this game, but I think you can be safe to take Pacheco's over rushing yards. I think the guy runs like what, like just an absolute animal. He just, he has so much fire and, and ferociousness in every single run he has. I think it's safe to take his over rushing yards. Um, you know, I don't want to take Mahomes passing just because it's not Mahomes. It's I don't trust the receivers. So I'm going to stay away from his passing, but I think Pacheco should be able to hit his rushing over. So give me the rushing yards and I'll jump over to you, Jack. How are you reading this one? That, that was going to be my bet for this as well. I like Pacheco on the, on the over for the rushing yards. Uh, I saw the weather on this one it's supposed to be like 32, 35 and, you know, maybe a little bit of snow as well. So, you know, we might get we might get some snow touching down in Lambeau. It's always tough to throw the ball on that. I mean, obviously, Patrick Mahomes will be able to figure it out. Uh, he's the best to do it right now. So uh, I have no doubt that the Chiefs are going to win this game. Seven points, kind of a lot at uh, on the road. You know, Packers at home in Lambeau. So I'm not going to really touch that. Um, but if you want to throw, you know, the Chiefs money line in there, uh, you know, in a parlay for a little bit of more value, go for it. But I'm not touching the amount of minus seven. Just give me Pacheco on the over rushing. You're right, Cole. And he, he runs hard, man. Like Marshawn, yeah. his first few years in the league when everything was just boom, boom, popping off people left and right. Um, so – I like Pacheco in this one. Yeah, no, snowy Lambeau in December, nothing better. But I, I'm going to make it a squad ride. I like Pacheco's rushing yards, too. He runs hard. Going to be a cold game. Really going to wear down that Packers defense. That is horrendous against the run. They let the Steelers run all over him. I believe Jalen Warren and Najee Harris both had over 60 rushing yards against them. So, yeah, the Pacheco rushing should be easy. I love the squad ride, and that's pretty much all I have here. So I guess our official squad ride of the slate, Pacheco over rushing yards. Um, let's wrap it up here, man. And a big one for Jack, of course, the Bengals traveling to Jacksonville. Uh, you know, take on the division leader, Jags, and the Bengals – I mean, they, they got nothing, right? I mean, their defense is falling apart, and they clearly, you know, uh, at least from what we saw last week, uh, the quarterback is not it um, over there. So, Jack, floor is you, yours, man. Um, you know, how, how how are you reading your uh, your home team here? Yeah, I mean, you know I'm taking the Jags every day, all day. So, you don't have to worry about my picks there. I'll give them to you at the end. But – no, I was really looking forward to this game, uh, you know, for a few weeks now, looking at the schedule. You know, this one was circled, uh, you know, big Monday night game against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. You know, I was really looking forward to it, but it's just not the case anymore. Uh, with Joe Burrow not healthy, not playing the rest of the season, this is an entirely different game. 
this is an entirely different team. Uh, so, you know, the Bengals just don't really have the life anymore. They know that they need Joe Burrow to do anything serious, and they've been to the Super Bowl. So that's really their only goal at this point. Uh, so they're, they're you know, not really playing for much other than, you know, some personal records, this, that. But uh, I'm going to take the Jags at home. Uh, I know the line is now down to eight and a half. Uh, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the Jags team total. Of, uh, if it's over 24 and a half, I'm taking it. That, that's that's what I'm going with in this game. Brian, what's the read here, man? You seem like you got some kind of crazy witchcraft nonsense you're ready to spit out here. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. It's not that crazy, but you did say Jake Browning did not look like that guy. He had a decent game last week. And I here think we go. here we here, go with here the, we big, go. <laughs> with the big spread, it's going to be a closer game than people expect. I don't think the Bengals win, but I do think Jake Browning soars over his passing total. And I think he throws for at least two touchdowns and I'm going to sprinkle him to throw for three touchdowns. That's a little crazy to me, <laughs> but again, I didn't see the full read on, on Browning in the game. I thought he wasn't as good as you're saying he was, but Maybe I'm wrong here, but dude, honestly, like I, you know, I've know I've riffed on the Jags in the past, but dude, their defense is pretty electric, uh, and you know, it's more Trevor Lawrence is is the boomer bust for the draft or or for you know the way games play out. Like if he plays well, they'll they'll be fine. If he has an off day, you 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 see them just completely fall apart. But you know, who's it? Who's that? Is a safety hybrid linebacker, Josh Allen. That guy's a freaking – yeah, a, number 41. Yeah, best pass rushers in the league, dude. That guy is a beast. That guy is an absolute beast. I was watching him last week, and he just wreaks, like, wreaks havoc for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, opposing offenses wherever he lines up. Um, you know, I don't know if he's the same size as Hassan Reddick, but he has that same kind of dynamic and feature of just, like, absolute game wrecker um, and, and just – elite playmaker on the defensive side of the ball. So I, yeah. you know, I, I haven't, I didn't know, I know that he was a high draft pick, um, but it, you know, he's, he's the real deal, but you know, I, I, I think that's all we got here. Right. I mean, we just had a jam packed long show, you know, up and down kind of all over the place, hitting different subjects. There's Caleb Williams in there talking about snow and Lambo. Um, you know, we're, we're a little bit all over the place on brand though. It's the football show. It's the NFL show. Um, you know, and here at section 400, we're always talking, whatever takes her on our mind, whether you like it, don't like it. Um, or just, you know, here for the entertainment, we appreciate everybody. That's all I got. I'm going to go sweat out Washington money line. And I hope everybody has a good night. When you watch this, you already know the result of that game. But hopefully, I'm happy. Peace. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Riverboat Ron, if this is our last run, it's been good. <laughs>